Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. All right, welcome to a special edition of Back to the Berg. Um, this is a new version of Back to the Berg where I'm going to be interviewing small business owners in Western Pennsylvania, uh, just trying to give a little awareness to small businesses in need in this time of Corona. So my first guest is Josh Hendrickson, uh, the owner of 580 Barbell over in Manaka, PA. It's brand new. Um, and Josh, I've known Josh for years. And when I saw he was opening a, uh, his own gym, I was like, I got to get him on here. Got to get him going. And obviously he's got that fantastic shirt in the background. So you know where his his uh, allegiances are. So Josh, thank you for coming on. I'm happy to have you. Yeah, man, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate the kind words, man. I, I couldn't be more excited to be here. I appreciate you giving me the, the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. So let's get into it uh, from our relationship. Yes, sir. I got to know you basically through like, you played baseball with my brother growing up. All of our parents were friends at one time. We all were going to each other's houses. Like that was just a, that was a ton of fun. That was probably my, the peak of my childhood. Yeah, there was just so many kids around in, at one time. Yeah, um, dude. What, like, what did you take away from that experience of like having a close knit, like, I guess, family and friend group growing up and um, just that whole experience? What was it like? Oh man, it was, I mean, it was the best. Like, obviously we both grew up in Beaver. It was just yeah. like, the, it still is like the perfect town to grow up in, in my opinion. It, like we rode bikes every single day, uh, would play wiffle ball every single day. Like what you were saying, our parents would go hang out, get boozed up, yep. we would go down <laughs> the park, play football, play, you know, play throw up and kill, whatever. Uh, and just, man, it was just so awesome. And I, I'm so thankful to have grown up in such an awesome town. I mean, I still live here now. Um, and yeah, man, it was just the best. Like I'm still like Thanksgiving. We still go down to the same park Memorial park by the school and play football. We don't play yep. tackle anymore, but <laughs> too old for that. But you know, we all get banged up after and it's just like you said, man, I mean, that was just, those were the best times, dude. They were awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? <laughs> I, was, I had something and then you were going, and I was like <laughs> invested in what you were saying. <laughs> dude, you're good, man. So, um yeah fuck. oh i was gonna say like growing up in beaver you're kind of like oh i want to get out of here i want to get out of beaver county right and me i did get out of beaver county but as we grow older we realize we had it great in beaver county yeah dude. it's literally small town america like upper middle class everybody's helping everybody and like do you do you still see that and now that you're older, like, is that yeah. kind of the experience that you've gone through? Yeah, I think honestly, like now, now more than ever, I realize it. And like, you know, I, I appreciate it more than ever, you know, in all honesty, like I never, until I went to college and stuff and, and kind of moved away. It's not, I didn't go very far, but I went, you know, an hour and a half away down to Cal U yeah. and 
I moved, I moved out of the County a little bit for work and I was traveling a ton for work. And like, you talk to different people and like, I, you know, I took for granted being able to walk to my grandma's house and walk to my aunt and uncle's house and walk across the street to my other uncle's house. Like, you know, you, that stuff, I lived it and I'm still living it my whole life, man. And I'm so thankful for it, but you go in people that grew up and like their closest relative is like an hour plus away. Yeah. It's like, I just always took for granted, um, you know, having my aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends, two minutes away. You know, yeah. so now more than ever, I think I've just learned to appreciate it. And, you know, the time you have with your family, you know, enjoy it. You know, I know coronavirus, it's crazy. We can't all get together as much, but man, yeah, I, I think now more than ever, I appreciate it. You know, I can look back at it and those times that you were mentioning, you know, those are the best, but you know, my whole family pretty much is still here. So yeah, man, I love it. Yeah. So we mentioned you going, you, you mentioned actually, you went to Cal U for college Mm -hmm. um maybe even before that i want to know where did your love for weightlifting come from i i've, I've noticed yeah. it's kind of become a big part of your life obviously now that you have a business yeah yeah man i mean it's i mean i have a full-time job as well that i that i'm fortunate to do and i i love doing it every day and i genuinely do um of course i want to make 580 my my full-time gig here but right now it's just not feasible but down the line i want this to be my life but i went to college i mean i I really didn't lift weights. You knew me in high school. I mean, I think yeah. when I graduated, I probably weighed 125 pounds, maybe 130 pounds soaking wet. Um, so I went to college in my first year at college, I met a couple guys and I just got involved in the gym. Uh, I just started showing up, you know, lifting weights, talking to the guys that were bigger than me. And I just got bit by that iron bug, man. I, I don't know what happened, but I just fell in love with it. And I, just became such a geek for this stuff. I just started collecting my own data, doing my own, my own, you know, analytical research recording. I still have every training session I did from when I was 18 years old to now, I still have it all wow. recorded in an Excel sheet. So, um, you know, and I went, when I went to college, I was just, those were the kids I hung out with were the guys at the gym. And I was just so fortunate. I made some of the best friends, you know, to this date ever. And, that's how I got started. So as a freshman in school, and then after a year lifting, you know, I gained some size. I came home that summer and did nothing but work and train. And I met a couple guys on the rugby team. They invited me on, obviously, because I was a little bit bigger at the time then. And, uh, you know, they would have never invited me like the year before, or, like in high school, because I was, you know, a lot smaller. But so I, I fell in love with rugby, too, which just made me lift weights more and more. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I got hurt in rugby and kind of, it kind of just faded away. I did, couldn't really do it anymore. And um, so I started just competing and lifting from there, powerlifting. Um, we started running our own competitions. We ran our own competition at school and man, you know, long story short from there, it just kind of escalated. Like it, it just, it just kind of spiraled out of control. You know, I read everything I could get my hands on. I talked to everyone. I was going in, you know, just giving a hand at other gyms or competitions just to learn something. And then from there, I got invited to, I got asked if I wanted to manage the gym at school. So we, you know, every, you went to Bethany, uh, you know, every, every gym, every school has their own rec center, right? So Cal, we had a rec center, pretty big three-story gym. And if you got into a master's program, you could manage the gym. So I got, 
I worked there in the mornings, managed a gym. I oversaw the undergraduate staff, you know, helped with scheduling, conflicts, you know, just overall gym operations. So that was how my management side of stuff came that I can now use at 580, right? Because I mean, we had 3000 plus members there, you know, yeah. pretty big, pretty big facility with a pool, racquetball courts, weight room, all that stuff. So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely puts a lot on your resume there, just working right. that that graduate level job. Right. It, it helped a ton. I, I learned from the business side. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't paying bills or anything, you know, I yeah. was, but just to see that stuff, man. And so, yeah, my, I mean, my answer for how I got into lifting, it was Cal U. I mean, I really do like, man, I, I met so many great people there. My buddy's gray, you know, he was I, who I ended up living with during my master's, you know, he ended up being like, still is one of my best friends ever, you know, and I met some other guys along the way, sweaty Mike, Goku, like just, a, just so many guys, like so many nicknames, but like, yeah. <laughs> and like literally like I look, I talk to those guys still. And like, I just look back at those times where it's just like go to class, like a couple of class and then lift weights. Like, oh, we were living the life, man. Yeah. So let's backtrack a little bit. Um, you played rugby, you said. Yeah. I feel like that's a real like college thing. Like, Oh dude. It, it's like, yeah. They, they were football players that didn't end up getting scholarships. Yeah. But, just kids that weren't very athletic in high school that want to get into athletics. Right. Yeah. That's what they do. They just get into rugby. It's so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Talk about that and how you got into it and what, like talk about your love for rugby, I guess. Yeah, dude. I, and I still love the sport, man. It was like one of those things. It's like, dude, that that's spot on. That's funny as hell. Cause like you go to like, it's so funny how many people are like, Oh, I went to college and played rugby. Like there, there's not that many good actual, like, rugby players in high school in our area because there isn't like yeah, there's no rugby we have a kid at our gym now his name's Dante and he, he he's a he's actually the producer of my podcast for the gym yeah you know uh but he man he looks like Shrek but he's like <laughs> but he's like strong as hell nicest dude ever but he played he actually went to a legitimate division one school and played rugby so like he's like one of those guys that that uh for whatever reason played in high school or something like that but yeah man I so I play, I was in the weight room one morning. And like I said, I'd been lifting for about a year, year and a half now. And I was getting serious. I was put, I probably weighed about like 165 pounds now. So I probably put on about 30 pounds, you know, I was getting all serious, going to bodybuilding.com and shit and buying all that stuff, taking whey protein. And, and so I was in there and I was squatting or benching or whatever. And, and a guy came up to me, he's like, Hey man, you want to play rugby? I was like, yeah, sure. I, and he's like, we got tryouts today, like for the spring season, come on out. I ended up showing up. Um, and I just, man, I just fell in love with it. You know, like you said, man, it was just something to do. Like yeah. I played baseball my whole life. Um, and I, I, I didn't really play any other sports. I wrestled for two years, which I loved in high school, but you know, I got to college and it was like, I'm just going to study and lift weights. So it was just something fun to do. And you got to hit people and learn a new sport. So I just, and then I ended up, so, you know, I, I played rugby, played a full season, kept coming back. I ended up playing four years of rugby. Awesome. Um, and I ended up being the president of the club at the school for a year and a half. So um, it was helped me, helped me a lot with like, I look at now like managing a gym and, having to budget money and stuff. Like I had a budget that the school gave me and I was in charge of budgeting it. So like stuff like that, but yeah, that's how I fell in love with rugby. I just, just literally showed up one day and we had a cool group of guys and they were so much tougher than me. Like my first two years of rugby, 
made me really become a man because those guys were yeah. just so <laughs> much bigger, so much. And it's, it's just such a weird sport. If you play football, it's like, cause I played, I played football. Like your dad was the guy that ran yeah, boosters yeah. when I played and your brother was the quarterback the first year I played football actually. But um, so football was, it's just, I expected rugby to be so much like football and it was just so much different. I don't know if it's, it's just more like it, soccer, isn't it? It's yeah. It's especially when you watch it on TV. Like I, I, I got into watching it on TV. I never like after watching it, right. I was like, I'll never play this. Yeah. It's it, dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. You watch it and like, it looks confusing, but it's only confusing because we, we, we didn't know what it was, you know, it's yeah, a very exactly. simple game. You're but used to the, seeing a lateral pass. Instead of right. Pass. Right. And just the, I mean, I mean, like comparing it to football as like, as far as mannerisms, like football yep. players are like hard asses and we, you, you win the game and you shake their hand and stuff, but you don't party with them after. Like imagine like Beaver and Aliquippa, like having a party together after they play high school football, but like complete in, opposite. In, right. <laughs> but in rugby, it's like, we would play, I went to Cal U. So like, say like slippery rock, right. Yeah. We would play them. And then after the game, like you just kicked each other's ass for 80 minutes and then you have a party together. It's called That's a social. Awesome. Yeah. So it was like, you get together and like drink beer and like four locos and shit after just like kicking your, <laughs> kicking each other's ass for 80 minutes. It was like, it, that was like the one thing that like took forever. Cause it was like, you always were taught to kind of be like a hard ass, you know, shake their hand after the game, but it's like, yeah, like have respect for them, but you right. don't like them type of but thing. But it was just like, rugby was just a whole new respect, man. Like you would go to these tournaments and like, you're just, having beers and shit with like the other teams and stuff. So, man, it was just such an awesome sport and it was such a good transition for me. And it, it, it helped me get serious with lifting. And I, I owe so much to, to rugby, man. I had some great coaches and some awesome teammates. So man, it, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And just one last thing is, yeah, you know, in college, everybody gets into some obscure sport and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like rugby, it's rugby is more of like a major sport, I'd say, but right. then you also have like ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. People now I'm seeing people are getting into disc golf. Yeah. We had a disc like, golf course. We had yeah. Golf. Yeah. Like I played it one time in my life. I thought it was awesome, but yeah, it <laughs> looks fun as hell. I mean, I've never played it, but but yeah, every, I think the big thing is like everyone just kind of wants something to do, right? Exactly. Everyone Every, wants to find their high niche. school. It's easy to play a sport because it's like your friends play. Even yeah. if you suck, I had friends that suck at baseball. I won't name names, but <laughs> they they played, but they didn't play. But it was yeah. just an excuse to hang out with your friends for you know what I mean every day after school for two hours. Yeah, like, I'd say yeah, I'd say this. That's kind of how it was for me. Like oh, I love. Obviously, it. people like the coaches thought I was good, so I started. Right. But like I went to college and played for a year and I was like, it's just not the same. Like, no. I don't know these guys. We're trying to build relationships, but it's just not there. Yeah. And it's it, like, I'd rather have done something like you did and discover something alongside a bunch of people, which I kind of right. did through lacrosse. I didn't play, but I, uh, I announced lacrosse. Oh, okay. So that's kind of, that's my obscure college sport. Gotcha. That's later. cool. <laughs> Yeah, we had a lacrosse. We had a lacrosse club at school too, man. I knew a lot of those guys. They were cool. But I think yeah. the big thing too, man, is like we grew up in a town like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast is like everyone was so tight knit. So it's like yeah. when you go to college, it's like 
it feels standoffish because like mm-hmm. I didn't have like all my I was lucky enough I went to school two of my best friends in the world went to Cal U2 so I just got to live with them yeah. so I never had that awkward like meet someone and live with them thing I just lived with my best friends from high school but but just as far as like meeting people they have different mannerisms they talk differently than you they, you know, you don't know if they're going to take offense to something you say that was a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was just baseball. I wasn't that good at baseball, but yeah, me uh, <laughs> but like just going and, and hanging out with my best friends every day for two hours, you know, yeah. it was like, yeah, it was awesome, you know? And I'd say for me, like in college, the only familiarity I had was Zach Yates, big rig. Oh yeah. We were he there at the up. same time, but he was a senior and I was like, well, he's going to be gone and I'm going to. I'm not going to have any friends. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's always nice to know someone though. I'm yeah, sure that exactly. helps a ton. So now let's talk about what, where's the transition or what's the timeline between graduating college, having all this knowledge of um, lifting and the, the management behind it to actually opening your own gym. What's that timeline look like? Way too long, way yeah. too long. Like I, so I always knew I wanted to, like, I always, I always knew I wanted to. And uh, my cousin, Kurt, who has, uh, you know, Kurt Langtaut, he yep. has Aurelius CrossFit, which has been wildly successful. Like, I couldn't be more happy for him. But Kurt and I, it's funny because he was my cousin. And we, I mean, we knew each other in high school. But like, it was like, we just had mutual friends. And we'd say what's up, but we never like hung out or anything. But after our bond for lifting brought us together right after college and we trained together we drove almost an hour every single day together to go to a gym we wanted to go to that had everything we needed because beaver didn't really have a strength training gym for like what i just opened it was more private stuff and you know just commercial gyms and whatnot so but yeah so i always knew i wanted to open one because i just fell in love with it and everything but the process being like a 21 22 year old kid like i'd kind of underestimated it I didn't realize looking at buildings and all that shit that goes into it that I'm finally so happy it's all over and, (laughs) you know, just everything that goes into it. So, I mean, I graduated in 2016 with my master's from Cal. Um, From there, I just went to a strength training gym with my cousin and my friends and stuff. And um, and then uh, just working like the Mm -hmm. same kind of profession. I am just a different company. so I guess it took me four years over that time period though. Um, I was buying stuff on Facebook marketplace. I was buying, I was saving 500 bucks at a time so I could buy more weights, buy a couple barbells. So the nice thing was for me for 580 is these past four years has been me preparing for this. Like I've just been saving yeah. up equipment. So before I get got all the new equipment, I already had enough, you know, yeah. but really the big thing that happened from it and not to make light of COVID by any means, but we were training out of Kurt's gym, just a small corner. I mean, we literally had probably like an eight by eight foot square that was just ours for me and my friends that are in strength training. And uh, man, I'm forever grateful for Kurt for giving us that because he didn't charge us anything, rent anything. It just allowed me to get all my equipment in one place and have a place to train every day. Um, But so when COVID happened, you know, beginning of March, um, I rented a two car garage in Beaver and just made it a gym. All my yeah. friends got a code to get in and it was just a garage, you know, it wasn't heated or anything, but it was summer. So it was fine. And so that just allowed me to get even more equipment and more equipment. And I just started to notice, man, how 
many more people have a passion for this like I do. And we met a couple guys, met a couple more guys, met a couple girls, and they started showing up. So we've got 10, 11 people in a freaking, you know, 600 square foot, 400 square foot yeah. garage. And I had been, I've been looking at places around Beaver County for two years. For two years, I've been looking for places. And finally, I found a place in Manaka that had everything I needed. It's just, it was, a gym is such a weird thing. It's not like, not to discredit any other businesses, but there's so many specific things you need for a gym, right? Like you need all that parking. You need ceilings that are 14 foot high. Yeah. You need wide open space. You need flooring. Like you can't be above a tenant because you'll, you're dropping heavy shit, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You can't be below a tenant because you're playing, you're, you got guys playing heavy metal music and shit like that, or just any type of music that's loud. So man, it was just such a process. Like two years of my life like I just got engaged uh on Christmas Eve yeah I was gonna bring that fiance, up and say congratulations oh thank, thank <laughs> you so much man that means a lot uh but my fiance has been here for over two years we've been together for over two years and I've been looking at buildings since before we were dating yeah. you know and we're <laughs> and I, it took to get engaged to find a building so it's just such a long process and I've had people reach out like how do you start a gym how do you start a gym and I don't sugarcoat it and I don't know all the answers, but I just, you got to be patient and you got to, mm -hmm. I was ripping my hair out every night, man, but I'm so thankful that I waited. And I didn't rush into some of these places I was about to, because I've ran into the greatest opportunity ever over in Manaka, man. Yeah. And I want to, I want to highlight that whole process by saying, yeah. you know, since this is a small business oriented <laughs> podcast, I feel like that's what goes into a lot of passionate business ideas. And that like, it's just a lot of preparation, a lot of patience, a lot of, you know, dark days until you see the light. Oh. And I think that's what a lot of people might not understand is that this started as a dream of yours over four years ago. And now it's finally coming to fruition. And now that COVID's mm -hmm. here, it just, it makes it even harder to fulfill that dream. Right. You know? Yeah. We were supposed to open, we were supposed to open in December like like soft opening we're planning to like a big a big opening party in january now but uh you know our our governor and uh, you know our our great leadership here in pennsylvania decided <laughs> to shut down gyms for december so yeah it's just another kick in my ass you know but it's man it it's okay you know we'll we'll fight through it i think i think you you said something awesome back there but you know just to go off it is with opening it there's a lot of patience and i think the biggest thing is if you have a passion for what you're doing you're going to be successful nine you know 99 percent of the time i i'm so passionate about this and i love it and i know a lot of people involved with me love it as well and i, I couldn't do it without the guys that i have around me because they love it you know it takes a, a guy that genuinely loves it to help me move you know thousands and thousands of pounds of stuff my friend Absolutely. you know I don't pay them to help me move it. They just, they train at the gym and that's it, man. So, you know, like that's their payment, you know? Right. It's like, <laughs> man, they, they, I mean, they lifted for free when we were in a garage for a while, but it was a 400 square foot garage and now yeah. they're not getting anything out of it. They're just helping me move, you know, thousands of pounds of 45 pound plates, machines, turf, flooring, squat racks. So you really got to be passionate for it. And like you with this podcast, man, you can tell like the product you put into it, like you really care about it, which is awesome. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, man, of course. And um, 
yeah, it's, you know, you feel for some of these businesses right now, like I'm at least in a position where like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have money for rent this month or I was getting evicted or I couldn't operate at all to any extent. So, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just grateful to be, to, to be in the position I still am with gyms being closed right now. And I just hope that going forward into January, it doesn't happen again, man. I, yeah. I'm really rooting for it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the bones of 580 barbell. What does that even stand for? 580 barbell? Yeah. What's so, behind it? yeah. So, you know, Riley Flynn, my, my stupid best friend, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, we, we called each other, we called our group pig iron forever. Okay. Uh, and that was our name. And that was actually going to be the name of the gym. But two things, it's, it was a legal issue because someone, when I actually, actually had to start the business, I realized that there's legalities and I got to have insurance and I got to have business licenses and all that stuff. So uh, I ran into that. So we were just like, shit, we're nameless. So <laughs> my, my uh, landlord is uh, the Manaka Legion. So they okay. own the building where I exist in. And every American Legion in the United States has a post number and their post number is 580. So when we were starting the negotiations with them back in September, I've had this building since September. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we were starting negotiations with them, we didn't have a name and they were trying to trying to get stuff on a license and stuff like that. Well, the one guy at our one meeting, he had to put down a name for something and he wrote 580 barbell. And, or he said 580 barbell, something like that. And I was sitting at the table. I was like, what, what did you just say? And he said it again. <laughs> and I just love the name of it. I loved 580 barbell. You know, it kind of, it kind of ties us into the local feel with Manaka because the Legion does so much. I couldn't say enough good stuff about them, man. I know some people have horrible issues with landlords, especially with gyms. They have been yeah. the most supportive, unreal group of guys in the world. And they do so much charity work. They gave out, they give out hundreds and hundreds of meals for Thanksgiving, hundreds and hundreds of meals for Christmas to local families that can't have it and veterans that can't have it. They just raised $5,000 for a veteran organization a couple months ago, and they're not even open. They're not even open yeah. right now because our governor's orders. Like, so they're, you know, you have guys who that's their life being there and they love being there and they can't even be open right now, but they're still giving away over a hundred meals on Christmas when they're not even allowed to be open. Like, yeah. so it's just the 580 means a lot to me because it kind of tied in pig iron. And then it tied in this new story, which is like our official start because the Legion has given me such a, such a family feel and they've been so welcoming to us. Like it's a hard sell, man. Like you got guys like you, you got to tell them like, dude, we're got guys dropping 600, 700 pound deadlifts. We got guys dropping these big ass Atlas stone concrete balls to weigh 300 pounds. You got guys playing heavy music and they're like, dude, we're for it, man. Like we see what you're building. We want you over here. Like, dude, come down. Let's, let's, let's do this thing. So I couldn't be more thankful. So 580, you know, it's a name I want to have the rest of my life. You know, I want this gym. I never want to change the gym name you know, whether I'm there the rest of my life or we move to another building, I hope to be there the rest of my life. They're great, but I, it's just to pay homage to them, man, and everything they've done for me. And it's just, just kind of the tying of two parties. Yeah, that's that's a really awesome story. And I think that's actually a great place to, I think, wrap up. Yeah. Because I was going to ask more, but I, I think you just, you captured everything that I was 
looking to get out of you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think people are going to appreciate that story, especially just, you know, meshing with the Legion like that and really caring for that place. Yeah, man. Uh, I, like I said, I, I can talk for hours. So sometimes I got to be shut off, but, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. It's just, it's a strength training gym. You know, it's not like a, like a planet fitness. Like you're not going to go there and there's going to be 15 ellipticals, 15 treadmills, which is fine. You know, people want to train different ways uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, more than one way to skin a cat or whatever that saying is, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm into strength training people that go there into tra strength training. We have people that are into general fitness and health too. I mean, we have machines, we have a bunch of new specialty equipment. So anyone, man, that's listening to this, I appreciate you having me on first off, man. Yeah, I no appreciate problem. anyone that's, that's listened and made it this far into this podcast. I genuinely do. I just, if anyone had even has an inkling or wants to just see what's down there or what we're about or anything, DM us on Instagram, just 580 barbell, all one word, text me, call me the business numbers on there, like us on Facebook. We've got a little podcast we've got going just to kind of highlight the gym, highlight some strength training stuff and just kind of bullshit as friends. Kind of highlight the personality. Cause Dude. I think that's, that's what a lot of people don't get. And I think that it would be great for more businesses to do that. Bro, just to kind of understand yeah. who you're getting into business with. And I think that's a great platform for you guys to start, especially yeah. with a gym like that. And dude, it, it's so much fun. Like this Absolutely. podcasting stuff is addicting, dude. Like, Absolutely. I, like my, uh, our producer of the show, Dante, he knows what he's doing. I don't, I just show up and like talking in the mic and stuff. I tell him what I want to talk about, but man, like he's got us hooked up with sponsors already and stuff like that. Wow. Like, it's, I don't it's even been, have that. <laughs> it's, dude talk to him man i'm serious he's 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 the best man like i said he looks like shrek he looks like a dummy but he's like he's honestly become one of my best friends in the world and i've only known him for like a year we talk way too much we talk every day but i'm having so much fun with this podcast like i can only imagine for you you've had a ton of episodes and you're like this is a new uh, this is a new one but yeah. this is this stuff is addicting dude just getting together with your friends and talk and like talking and having yeah fun, man and like that we gotta like have you, you on said, our podcast now man yeah and like you said it's addicting like that's yeah. why i'm like you know i'm doing the the regular back to the berg for so long only six months and i'm like i want to do something new yeah that's yeah. why I, that's how i got to, into this idea um i think we mentioned before we started recording the barstool fund was a big thing that really got me to want to do this and kind of give back as much as I can because right. I don't have $8 million. Right. Yeah. Know? No, dude, man, that, that's seriously like, I'm glad you brought that barstool fund up because like, yeah. I, I like barstool. I'm not like a diehard stoolie, but I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts and stuff. And, um, and man, like what, what an awesome thing that is. I think I looked before we came on the show and it was like above 9 million now. Yeah. It's, it's skyrocketing, man. Yeah. And it, it's so cool for a guy that's like not in politics or anything like that to do that. It's like, you look at this and not one politician has taken a pay cut throughout this whole thing. And like, and you know, not to get political at all, but it's like, it's guys that really, you know, what do they have to gain from it? And they're, they're the ones doing good, man. I yeah. Mean, I mean, Dave Portnoy is, I mean, obviously it's helping his image out a lot, but that barstool fund is, is awesome, man. Yeah. I, I look, mean, just a, I just a small a tangent, just a small tangent. Um, like hit guys like him and like Gary Vaynerchuk, like all those small business, they started out as small businesses. Yeah. They get it. They and get they, it. Like now they're million dollar companies. Portnoy like you started said, they barstool, get like, 
like 20 years ago you know like i watched some of that uh barstool documentary yeah it started out he, as a, yeah. uh, just a newspaper for fantasy sports yeah he said he had to p- play blackjack online to win money to eat that night you know yeah. if he didn't win it's like he didn't order pizza yeah. if he had a winning night on online blackjack he got pizza so yeah. like those dudes get it and like my heart like i said earlier man my heart genuinely goes out to people that are struggling in this time and i mean like really struggling like i don't know what i would do if 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 i couldn't open my business and i i man people have we're talking about me like being an expert and like being passionate man like i'm still a student of this game i've only been lifting for seven eight years like there's people that have been doing business 40 50 60 years and their whole life is just crashing down now man my my heart seriously just breaks for people like that. So anything that can help those small businesses, I'm, I'm all for, man. Yeah, exactly. And like you said before, if anybody's listened this far into the podcast, reach out. I want to talk to you. I want to give you some sort of platform, whether it's right. big or small. You know, that's kind of just what this this is. And this is yeah. a test run with Josh. Man, this is a, it's a cool concept, what you're doing, man. I think it'll really take off. I think, yeah, I, think I mean, it's an idea. It started out as a test run with Josh, but I think it, we're going to really hammer this thing down and just be sure to go to 580 Barbell. Go see what's up about it. If you're into strength training, if you're into nutrition, even, I'm sure Josh can help you out with that stuff. Um, be sure to go check him out. Um, and yeah, anybody else who thinks, you know, if they can get their name out there some other way, that it'll help, please reach out. My DMs are open on Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can always comment on the YouTube videos. So anybody that's looking for help in any way, I want to help you in the only way I know how. And that's by talking to you. So thank you, Josh, for coming on. And we will be, once this podcast goes out, we will be doing a giveaway. Josh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you want to elaborate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. First off, you know, one last time, man, thank you so much for having me. You know, it really means a lot, you know, people like you, it's the support that we have gotten this last month has just been, it's, it's been mind blowing. It's been seriously, like it's brought tears to my eyes a couple of times, just like the support. I, I, and it makes you realize how many people have your back Mm -hmm. and how many people want us to see you succeed and they don't benefit anything from it. Yeah. And then like, I just want to add one thing because it's like we grew up in Beaver. We literally lived off of small businesses. Right. We all went to Robert's uh, roadside Inn. right. We all went to the wooden Indian. We all went to all these places. They're all small businesses. And right now they need our help. Right. Yeah, man. That's, that's such a great point. Like I said, it's, it's for a business that's just starting. I probably picked the worst time in history to start a business, but <laughs> it's whatever, man. If we can, if we Absolutely. can make it, yeah, like if we can make it through this, man, we can, you can yeah, we're going to be like franchised in like all 50 States or something, man. Cause it's, it's been a dog fight, man. But, but no, I appreciate it so much. And, and to everyone, you know, if anyone from 580 or anyone that supported us, you know, is listening right now i from the bottom of my heart i'm a i'm a joking dude i joke around a lot i bust balls but man from the bottom of my heart i really appreciate it whether you bought in a shirt whether you're a member at the gym whether you just sent me a message you know thank you so much because that's the reason we're going to be able to make it and we're going to be a successful gym you know anyone that that wants uh you know like cody said shoot me a text dm me 580 barbell uh you know 
like us on Facebook. We have a podcast called the 580 show. Um, and we have a website called 580, it's just 580 barbell.com. So we've got shirts like the governor wolf doesn't lift shirt. Uh, we've just got general genuine, like just normal, normal logos. We've got some new stuff on there. Um, you know, it's been awesome to see people just from like, I had a girl I've never met from Philly. She bought three of those shirts and just said like, I love what you're doing. Like want to stop out the gym. So people like that, that have supported me for no reason. It's just, man, it's awesome. So thank you to anyone. And, and man, thank you for giving me this platform. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And with the giveaway, uh, Josh is going to post it on the 580 barbell Instagram. Yes, I'll put a link to that in the comments or in the description. Um, and just be sure to go over there and do whatever he says and win a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give away a shirt, man. So we'll, we'll probably do something with posting it on the story. Like we talked about, but we'll talk a little yeah. more off air about it, but yeah, man, give away a nice shirt, get some people talking about both the, both, uh, your podcast and my business, man. It'll be great. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for coming on, Josh. All right. Thank you so much, dude.